You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. The Super Spring is over, and we got to say it was super successful. We'll each break down our top three favorite moments from this past year. You can decide who has the best versions in this turbo edition of the Flame Central Podcast. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Hey guys, thanks for listening in to this edition of the Flame Central Podcast. For all of the dads out there, we just want to say happy belated Father's Day. Guys, did you get any, I mean, off air leading into the show, Matt Warner just probably had the worst dad joke of all time. So that was a reminder to wish everyone a happy Father's Day. Matt, did you get anything special from the kids? No, I wasn't feeling great uh, on Father's Day. So they kind of held off. And as a matter of fact, that reminds me, I need to ask them, like, where are... You said you got something. Where is it? Yeah. So I never got it. So yeah, I need you to should remember. follow up on that. Right. I got a coffee mug. Oh, that you is know, nice. That's yeah. so cool. It's got like bears on it. Yeah. All kinds Looks of fun. Canadian. Yeah. It does. Little McGiven yeah. Bear family. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a super spring to say the least. Just to you know, review over through 356 total events. There was a 69.8% win percentage, 10 conference titles, 10 NCAA tournament appearances. Four tournament wins, five nationally ranked teams, 12 wins over nationally ranked opponents, and 16 wins over Power Five. So we are going to each talk about our top three favorite moments. It's not like there's going to be, um, I mean, there's obviously going to be a million to choose from because it was just such a successful spring, but this will still include the fall as well. Yeah. Yeah. And this doesn't have to be like, this could just personally, right? Your yeah. top three moments personally, it could be under the radar kind of thing. So yeah, that's that's where we're going today. Okay, Rhett, I think I'm going to start with you first. Oh, yeah, I know okay. Matt Warner's used to going, you know, first, no. but we're going to give Rhett gets the light. starting knot. Yeah, I think I'm going to start in chronological order, just okay. time of the year went on. And that was, I got to call the first men's soccer game this year. And watching Gabe Finley's debut was something special to me because we kind of knew that This was the year where the young kids were coming into the program. They had some talented youth coming up and that, okay, they might surprise some people, which they did, did. UNC. But watching him in that first game, just how he performed, you could tell, all right, we've got a freshman in here that's at a different level. It's not like a guy that's going to be that green and figuring stuff out. Like he was wheeling and just his, his work rate. The amount I'm surprised I'm shocked they didn't score a goal this year because he was everywhere. Like he is getting tripped up. People can't keep up with him because he's so fast. You can tell he's got a great IQ for the game. He set up a couple. He rang one off a post and a guy was able to bury. So he had all these opportunities. And it made me think, wow, this kid's just a freshman. Soccer is going to be a ton of fun to watch over the course of the next three or four years with yeah. him. Uh, part of the program. So, yeah. And, uh, and the fact, too, that his, his dad's his coach is sure. just a nice story there. But, man, he is going to be really good. No, And I think it speaks volumes as well that he was the ace on freshman of the year, and he didn't score a goal. Yeah. Like, wow. You think all these other freshmen are like, <laughs> he scored three heck? or yeah, four. Yeah. What's going on? But, yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, as soon as our, you know, with Coach Finley here, he'll just continue to build and build. Right. No, um, they're going to be, that they team. Are gonna be really good. good. Yeah. Okay, Matt Warner, one of your top moments. All right, one of mine, we have to go back to, it was the first football game at home. So the first home game against FIU. Fourth quarter, Liberty's up. Malik Willis kind of rolls out, takes off down the near sideline. 
a guy has the angle, hits him, and we've all seen the highlight. Malik spins, oh, yeah. keeps his feet, mm. keeps going. It was a 67-yard run, and that was kind of a moment for me. We saw him against Western Kentucky, mm-hmm. and you kind of are like, whoa, okay, this kid might be pretty good. But that was one of the moments where you're like, this guy is different. Okay, like, this he is the real deal. Just, yeah. He is just a different level athlete than we've seen in a Flames uniform, certainly at the quarterback position. And that was kind of the moment for me where it's like, this could be a really, really fun yeah. year. And and it was. And we hope it, it leads to another one this year. One of my top moments comes from football season as well. And it was kind of a blonde moment because I was camping during the Virginia oh, yeah. Tech game. Oh, yeah. And this was just a moment that was really special to me because Virginia Tech comes back and scores late in the fourth. And I didn't have much service up in, you know, I was hiking and stuff. So I'm listening to the radio and the person I was with doesn't really like sports. And I no longer am. Have anything to do with them? <laughs> they are not in my life <laughs> at all. No, I'm kidding. Um, so they don't really like sports. I'm like, oh, Virginia Tech just scored, and I was super bummed. So I didn't. It was the moment the next day when I finally came back into Lynchburg and had enough service to look and see that we won, and I was just so bummed. But then also felt like a horrible fan because I turned off the broadcast yeah. after Virginia Tech scored. So that would be one of my top. I'm moments. just proud of you for being willing to share that because I don't think I would have the guts to share that publicly. <laughs> yeah. You got, I wish you could have seen my face and like reaction yeah. when oh, I found yeah. out the next day. Like, cause you go from being so bombed and drained, and then you're just like, yeah, I knew we'd be undefeated. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> so that would be one of my top moments. Brett? You, you guys ever had those situations where you're watching a game and it's like, oh, this is, this is over. So yeah. I'm just turning it off and then they come back. Is that what you did with Boston and Toronto? No, yeah. no. <laughs> Stink. And give my wife a lot of credit for that one. Anyways, you guys can go Google that one. Boston, Toronto, 2017, I think. No, maybe 14. Anyways, yeah. let's get away from that. That's in the NHL, yeah. guys. All right. Next one for me, uh, men's tennis ace on championship. Just oh, the yeah. moment they want it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like this is a program that, much like basketball a few years ago, was just chipping away almost there. Like the year before basketball won the, the ace on, they obviously lose that heartbreaker in the Big South to Radford. And you think, oh, man, they're so close. And I feel like men's tennis has been right on the doorstep for a couple of years now just to see guys like in the case be able to just celebrate right yeah. in that moment and win it. Uh, I think it was a special moment. And now I think the ball will start, start to get rolling. You always see a program that kind of gets that. They get over the hump and then it starts to go their way a little bit more. They have the experience. They know what it takes emotionally and physically to win a championship. And I think men's tennis is a group that's there because you have a, a lot of good players coming back. So this is a group that remains intact and I, I think it's going to be really strong well, again. And not only that, think about how motivated they're going to be. The fact they couldn't oh, actually go to the NCAA tournament because of COVID related issues. Yeah. Like, like talk about a bummer. Like you, you yeah. see the selection show, all of that, and then you don't get to go right. like they're going to be motivated. So they yeah. bring back all that talent. Yeah. And yeah, there, there shouldn't be any let up. I know. I think too. I wonder how many new rackets were purchased after that news came out. Right. <laughs> oh my, I've been so mad. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's funny when you, you guys are talking about this team because it could really be so many different teams across Liberty That's true, Athletics. Right? Yeah. You know, like there's so many teams that are returning a lot of people and um, are just getting better and better. And, and it, I don't know. That's just hopefully going to be the new culture here at Liberty. So it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. All right. My next one, you got to go to baseball. You got to go mid-March. It was a series against North Alabama here at home. And this one was weird for me because 
for some reason, due to technical difficulties, Alan and I could not call the game from the stadium. Oh, we yeah. had to go to the softball stadium and call the baseball games from the softball stadium. What? So we were watching on the monitors and calling from there, which I know has become kind of the norm for a lot of people in, during this stretch of time, but um, I hadn't done it before. It was interesting. But in that series, Liberty shuts out North Alabama three straight games, allows a total of five hits over three That's games. Crazy. And that was coming off Liberty had just beaten uh, North Carolina on the road, but they were hadn't really they were kind of just starting to hit their stride and hit hit a winning streak. And that series, you're talking about the late. You saw Trey Gibson really emerge, and 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 that was his first like really dominant start. And you kind of started to see like, okay, they have the pieces, and they certainly have the pitching to yeah. really really be good. Because at that point, I think they were like eight and seven or, or something like that going into that game. And so you're like, ah, or they were seven and five. You're like, ah, we're still kind of seeing, like, how good is this team? And then you saw that, and you're like, okay, they've got a chance to be pretty special. I remember after the season when we were interviewing with Trevor DeLate, and he said um, Coach Jackson mentioned to the team after their loss they hadn't lost back-to-back games since, what was it? like? Uh, probably TCU. I mean, it the 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 amount of time throughout the entire season, and that's like with with how many games you play, yeah, yeah. that's pretty remarkable in a, in a baseball season. So, yeah, so that was like TCU was like yeah. way back in February. So yeah, that's that's unbelievable. All right, so my top moment comes from the hardwood. It was men's basketball honoring Kendra Susie um, and everybody wearing uh, yellow. Did I you just, just steal? stole my third? I, we should have see? communicated yeah. better. See? Yeah, but you're exactly right, though. Um, that was just such a cool moment, and seeing everyone wearing yellow and honoring her, and and watching that halftime, or maybe it was before the game. It was just so special, and the support around Coach Susie during that time, and and seeing all the guys come together. It was just really, really cool to be a part of well and it was just a special year in terms of that and and elijah cuffey you know this the mm-hmm. team was rallying around him from the loss of his brother as well so there was a lot more than basketball going on in that program yeah. and yeah you're exactly right in a season without fans where we weren't able to have those great environments and, and things that night just seeing a little taste of that where yeah you talk about all these people wearing yellow to honor her it just felt a little bit more like I don't know. It felt more like a, a real sporting event. Like people mm-hmm. were really behind them, and, and it, that it was it was really really cool. And glad that we were able to be a part of that on the broadcast as well. And yeah. and uh, just a cool moment for that program to kind of support him. And I love how Coach Susie after is like, "Thank you so much, yeah. you know, for for being a part of this and wearing yellow too and doing that part of the broadcast." And we're like, "There, I mean, that's without a question. Yeah. You know, we're going to." support him and and it's just really cool to see the family atmosphere in liberty basketball all right right you have one more right Yeah, i do and that is the caroline hudson walk-off game against oh, yeah. virginia tech that was just an awesome moment in the sense that you come in virginia tech once again an in-state foe that liberty's i feel like starting to develop a rivalry with and that is uh it's kind of cool that when you get some acc opponents that you're you're matching now and it yeah. feels like in most every sport we play them, it's pretty doggone close. Like that's Isn't that's that great crazy? stuff. I know it, it really is. That it, it, it's not just one. You, it's not just well, Liberty yeah. baseball. You know, sweeps North Carolina or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. you're seeing across the board. Yeah, every program compete with ACC teams, and not just like oh, they kept it kind of close, but they're beating them. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they aren't, it is a tight ball game. So you're seeing the talent level like on par. 
with a lot of those yeah. ACC programs. That is unbelievable. The fact that so many teams could rise to that level altogether the way they have here. The I, Flames held a 14 and 12 record against ACC opponents this season. Yeah. So you can just tell yeah. a son, right ACC. <laughs> well, I, 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 I wouldn't know. throw a yeah. son up there, but Liberty, well, I'm Liberty, saying yeah. an a son member right. competing right. with an ACC like, I don't think that it should be that consistent across the board that the Flames are, you know, yeah. holding their, I, I don't know. I think it's telling, too, that they won't play us in basketball, like, you know, in the men's side of things. You know it's what true. I mean? Like They uh, don't want it. They don't want to get lost. They no, they don't want it. But so going back into that game, they're throwing their stud. Yeah. And the tech's wheeling and dealing, and she is just mowing through the lineup, and we get to the bottom of the ninth, and we're down by, I can't remember if it's two or three at the time. But I this is, I'm going to put a little, backlight on this a little backstory to it we're coming up and coach and i are talking about like um okay looking at the lineup it's the bottom of the lineup coming up we're thinking oh you have to they're gonna take out caroline hudson like she's had a bad night she there she just hasn't been hitting this year they're they'll definitely bring in a pinch hitter right and he's like yeah i i, I blow my mind if they didn't well they didn't and she gets up there and we're like this game's probably over yeah. like i know that's <laughs> yeah. a horrible thought but she's just hasn't had it this year and all of a sudden, but she had been hitting hard that game. Yeah. That was the one thing I remember. It was just like she would swing unusually hard that game. I thought she has been swinging hard. I remember saying yeah. that on the broadcast. And sure enough, next pitch, she hammers it. And I was like, no, she did. Like, that's what I'm <laughs> thinking. So she ties up the game. And we're coach and I are both like behind the scenes, like going nuts. Like there's the high five. Yeah, going yeah. On. Like, yeah, look at that. So then we get into extras. And we're just going like blow for blow with them. They actually had their leadoff hitter get to third at one point, and that girl is so fast. Like, there's no way you can get her out. She yeah. literally puts down a bunt; it goes two feet, and because she slaps it, she's already at first base. So it's like an automatic runner at first, and she steals second. So you have a person in scoring position already. Well, then we get through that. Liberty gets through that unscathed. It comes back up. Here's Caroline Hudson again, and you're thinking, could it be like could the <laughs> yeah. stars align perfectly on this night? And she steps into the box. She's like, watch this, Red. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sometimes you wonder if they yeah. do have like yeah. sound down there. Like, hey, play by play guy, watch this. <laughs> Take that. Anyway, so she ropes another one, and this one just gets over the fence. And uh, she, I remember when she walks across home plate, and she doesn't give a high, high five to Mass and Vi. She just full out embraces. Like, you could see the relief come off of her shoulders. Just like finally my bat has come to life, huge hug, and just everybody is going nuts. And I remember Dot saying to me, I had to go talk to Virginia Tech and explain, we're not celebrating this hard because we beat you. It was because we're so happy for for Hudson, yeah. who has obviously struggled throughout and, the year. And she kind of turned it around offensively. Yeah, she had some she really did. big hits for them beyond that game yeah, as well. For sure. Yeah, when you got into a Sun tournament she had a yeah. couple big hits as well like you said so yeah that was that was my top moment That's it was good. just an emotional feel-good moment well that final moment just took the entire podcast i don't know if you heard in the open but this was supposed to be a turbo edition but i didn't see the I get, we're on a time allotment this week hopefully <laughs> yeah. that will be no longer after yeah. this week that's good because i guess it's my turn so i have yeah. 10 seconds yeah. no i'm kidding right um i would say my final one i know it seems cliche but the cure bowl block kick. I yeah. was yeah. running around was a the entire of It was yeah. a lot of emotions in that game and I'm running around the house. Stanley's chasing me barking like what's happening mom? Yeah. Like it was just pure joy and a really good win for them. I'll so, say maybe one other quick moment. I know we got like 10 seconds left. Would be that Virginia Tech game that you talked about when the timeout was called, remember? <laughs> yeah. 
by Virginia Tech. And and I'll never forget, like, my daughter who was sitting there just looks at me and she goes, that was a really stupid decision. (laughs) Yeah. Why would their coach do that? I'm like, well, he's asking himself that right now, too. They're doing a podcast, not top moments (laughs) right now, and that's one of theirs. All right, guys. Well, hopefully there will be many more moments to choose from this upcoming season. I have a... um, Pretty good feeling that there will be definitely some good moments in football once again. So can't wait to live out those in the fall. All right. Well, we are going to have some more special guests coming in throughout the summer. So be sure to stick around and keep listening to uh, more Flame Central podcasts. We'll see you next time.